0: hey welcome to guitar knobs the guitars gear noise and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs tony dudzik pick guardian jared brandon brandon one pickups hey it's me todd novak we are so happy to have you with us tonight uh we are getting ready to have an awesome evening with somebody very special on the line hamish haynes southampton pedals that is correct Southampton pedals. We've been, uh, we've mentioned him a couple times. Uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, spoken about a few of these pedals and we're going to find out what his story is and how he came to, uh, produce these little jewels. Um, we are, uh, coming to you from Columbus, Ohio, uh, Beautiful downtown Columbus, Ohio. And I'm not saying that in a facetious way. I really do love this city. It's pretty great. It's not bad. Yeah, it's great. I've lived in a lot of cities, and this is one of my favorites. It yeah. happens to be where I live, so I got to make the most of it. <laughs> um, anyhow, and and uh, Hamish, where are you coming from, from tonight?
1: I am in Guelph, Ontario, which is about 45 minutes west of Toronto. Huh. Huh. Guelph. 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 Could, could you spell that? It's G-U-E-L-P-H. Wow. I, I never would have never guessed. guessed that. Huh. Don't ask me where it comes from. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no,
0: Guelph elf. is great. It's a, I, I spent a weekend one night in Guelph. Um <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Seemed like a month. <laughs> All right, you nerds, let's do this. Hey, like I mentioned everybody, super happy to have you with us. Uh we are enjoying our guitar week so far. Hope you are too. Where whatever you're doing, if you're driving to work, be cool to everybody, be tolerant. <laughs> Just be tolerant in general. And obey the to. speed limit. That's limits. the only way you're going to get to Please anything.
2: obey the speed exactly. limit. No screw
0: that. Speeding's fun. But anyways, <gasps> I didn't say that. Sorry. Be be safe. I did not advocate any kind of recklessness. I think you did. All right, that was we just over. got to uh, throw out a, a couple things real quick, uh, everybody. I do want to mention our friend Julie Z at Custom Inc. I'm just really thrilled with their customer service. Uh, she's hooking up hooking us up with our awesome t shirts. So we have those in stock now, and I think I'm going to be setting up an easy way to get those. You can get them at our site right now, but it's you know, I guess it's not as Easy, it's not top of mind. So, I'm going to try to make it a little bit more top of mind. So, they say, Why don't you give them your home address
2: so you can they can just swing by? I your house. will not
0: do that. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, thank you so much, Julie Z. She is, she's been just absolutely awesome to deal with over at Custom Inc. Check them out, customink.com. Hey, you guys, we are ankle deep into 2018 already, but realistically, we know that NAM is really the Guitar World's New Year's. And coming off of that reverb has put together their five emerging guitar trends to look out for in 2018 and i will just say having read those and looked at them what goes around comes around i'm just gonna leave it there i'm just gonna leave it there five trends what goes around kind of say comes around
2: wasn't that a song uh, in the 80s
0: yes <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail you have to go find that out for yourself so uh, head on over to reverb.com click on the tone report which is uh most of their the news section news. and uh, and check it out <laughs> and look for a wildly colored pretty guitar and you'll see it so, anyways,
2: I hear this year's trend is a custom pick art on guitars. <laughs> huh.
0: It might be. It might be. We also want to give a humongoid thanks to Rode microphones for sponsoring our show and allowing us to record our thoughts, opinions, and general nonsense on the Rode Procaster series microphones. These things are awesome. They make fantastic microphones for music too. Um, I've used them in bands and for singing and they are fantastic. So along I'm with like, the hardware as well. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, this it's is awesome. A one, the whole setup. stuff. It's, it's really good. So yeah. um, designed and built entirely out of Sydney, Australia. Check them out at road on the internet. R O D E not R O A D that will, that road will take you nowhere. <laughs> 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 I just that up. Anyways, dudes, Shall we? Shall we get into what's going on this week? I think so. Tony.
2: Oh, this week. um, I was in touch with... uh, Whoa,
3: careful. Are you all right?
2: I was telling you. (laughs) Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) Oh, I get it now. He always craps on everybody else's segments. Yeah, yeah, I I do. do. I never do. (laughs) I never do. I don't.
2: Nothing happened this week. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was was in touch with... uh, Another company up in Canada, mm-hmm. Eastwood Guitars. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, we've done some things back and forth over the years, but they 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 just put out a their version of a Rickenbacker five thousand two uh, mandolin, oh very cool electric mandolin. And I mean this thing, it just it, it looks incredible. I I talked to Mike briefly about it, and uh, you know other Eastwood things that I've seen come through. Um, have all been top-notch so um, we worked out a deal the, he's going to need some guards down the road i would like to have one of these so i'm gonna in the next couple of weeks have one show up at my doorstep wow why not i've but, never played a mandolin i have really one. no it's like upside down. It's I like tried doing the guitar. kitchen
0: grating cheese, and it cut the crap out of my oh, fingers.
2: Oh, you can do that. Be careful with a mandolin slicer. Especially
0: if the strings are super old. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, watch out for the slicers. Right. So anyhow, so that, that was kind of fun and exciting that happened this week. Is it and like
0: sparkle uh, or something ridiculous?
2: No, no, no. It's 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 uh, like a cherry burst or a fire glow, as we would say in the world of Rickenbacker. Right. Uh, but it's really it's a cool you're shape. Say.
0: So I got this mandolin and I painted it purple, <laughs> metal, heavy flake because I like flake.
2: Hey man, you're talking my language. <laughs> you speak my language. So anyhow, so we'll uh, we'll have a full report on that particular instrument. Um, I'm I'm not a mandolin player myself. I have a couple of the Fender uh, electric mandos that came out a while back. Yeah, uh, four string and an eight string. And uh,
0: I, can, I can... You need I can. a picture of you playing your one of your other guitars with the mandolin. <laughs> wow.
2: I think we should get a picture of Jared playing the mandolin.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why not? Hamish, in, in case you... I mean, I I know that you've listened to the show for a while, um, and we, we do reference this, but... Um, yeah, Jared basically scrapes his head on the ceiling. So it it he plays teeny <laughs> tiny guitars, and he's got very good enormous hands and bodiness.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but
0: we still love him. <laughs> I yeah too yeah. Much. yeah. So, you eat just enough. <laughs> yeah. Hamish, uh, hey what's going on with in your world, buddy?
1: Yeah. So I had picked up a Vox AC4 to take to trade shows something that is pretty portable, sounds good. Um, and I thought, why not try plugging this in with my main amp and doing some stereo stuff? And it is awesome. It is so cool. Uh, I've got the Empress ecosystem, which does two delay engines at the same time. So I've got them running to the two amps that I split across the room, and it's just, it's super cool. I haven't played a song in two weeks. I've just been like hitting notes and bathing in the noise. It's so good.
2: So are you, uh, did I hear <clears throat> hear you right that you plugged it into a different cabinet or are you just using the speaker that's uh, in the AC-4?
1: I've got the, I'm using the AC-4 as one of the amps and the built-in speaker. It's the, like the 12-inch version. Right. And then my main amp is a Supro Comet, which I, is a 10-inch speaker. Okay. And the two of them together sound great. Oh, cool, cool.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad the because some of the times that the, I've seen some of the, or heard some of the AC-4s, that have that small, probably what eight inch speaker, and they just yeah. don't
1: sound very good at all. But I had with bought one inch. of those. Yeah, sorry. And uh, it was good, but yeah, there was some bits that that were not really inspiring. So I sold it on our version of Craigslist and got the the handwired twelve inch version, and it's amazing, awesome. So what is what is the Canadian version of Craigslist? It's called Kijiji, and it's owned by eBay. Oh. And it's like, it looks exactly like eBay, but it functions kind of like Craigslist and they, it, it's pretty good. It's interesting. Interesting.
0: interesting. <laughs> no um,
1: casual meetups though.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: is it, is there a pretty, uh, pretty robust, I guess, um, market for, for gear
1: on the, uh, on the, what's it called? Gigi. It's called Kijiji. Kijiji. It's Kijiji. not great. There's a lot of listings, but you don't get a ton of sales. Um, but we've got a really good online forum like the gear page called the Canadian Guitar Forum, which is I probably sold or traded like 150 pedals through that site. Wow. Um, wow. Killer. I
0: love doing that. I I
1: I am totally addicted
0: to Craigslist. It's stupid. And well, I'm totally it, addicted it's, to it's always
2: fun to see what else is out there. And, and it's, most of the time it's nearby.
0: Yeah, it's nearby, and it's also one of those things like you really start to get a feel of uh, of what is what not to get. Yes. The more you see something on Craigslist, the more it might be a good idea not to get it, maybe.
2: But, of course, <laughs> if you need something more with, like a, a bo- with a national coverage, you'd probably want to look at, like, Reverb or
0: something. Correct. That's that's what I would do. Yes. Okay. J-Rod. All right.
3: So um, <clears throat> not too long ago, uh, I had some water in my basement.
0: And so, just real quick, can you can you elaborate on this stuff? Let me allow me. Will you? Would you mind? Sure. I get a call from Jared from Nam, and I'm super jealous that I wasn't there with him. And I get a call, and it's been a couple of days, and it's like we've talked. And I was like, "Geez, it must be going great." And he calls me up, and he's like, "Hey, I'm at Nam." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." He says, uh, "I got water in my basement," and I said, "Oh, that sucks. How's Nam?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what he said yeah and uh it's that's when it happened and that's what um yanked me out of anaheim uh, out of that You uh, went to NAM for one day one day of <laughs> NAM. now i i did meet seymour and i explained that in the last show but uh anyway so my wife called her her friends over um the night it happened and I wasn't home yet. I, I flew home the next day and he is a fireman and he's a captain. And uh, so he looked at my shop and, you know, he, he replaced the uh, sump pump cause that was the culprit of course. And he looked at some of the ways I had my electric hooked up and it was unsatisfactory. So, um, last week I had a very good friend of mine, uh, Eric, and he came over and we totally did the electric in my shop and, uh, also in my guitar playing area. We did all the electric, um, and, uh, took forever, but, but, uh, he was great and, uh,
0: this is riveting. Keep
3: going. Yeah, I know. It's not it's it's not really instrument uh related, but uh, <laughs> but it was in the shop and there's instruments in my shop. Right. So did now okay,
0: more importantly, did anything get damaged in the water?
3: There were uh yeah, one guitar. My my Harmony Meteor. Um it it got some water on the bottom of the guitar and it it, it the wood expanded a little bit and the I think it was poly or lacquer. I don't know if it's poly or lacquer. It's acting like it's poly because it, it, uh, you could tell that it bubbled off and it shrunk back, but it's not Mm -hmm. adhered to the wood anymore in some areas. So it's got that milky look, cloudy look. Yeah. Um, does it still play all right though? Yeah. Yeah. It's still fine, but I'm, well, heck, I mean, I'm thinking about having it refinished to, uh, Like a sunburst instead of a just get a sticker. It it looks like baby puke burst to me. I don't like the finish that's on it. Mm -hmm. So
2: maybe something in
3: a nice spark. We went from water in the basement to having the meteor refinished. man. (laughs) That's not an that's not a bad idea either. Serious. We can we
0: should like just spray paint it in the garage. (laughs) Well, no, don't do that. But yeah, Flat just black. paint it black. That'd be cool. And then you could wear it off and somebody be like, dude, there's a burst under here. Whoa.
3: Make sure both get... maybe puke burst. Make sure both cars are in the garage when you do that,
2: too.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
3: And not have any ventilation. <clears throat> so what's up with your, with your guitar week, man? <laughs> so, Jared, what's up with your week?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Water. Well, I, uh, in my constant rearranging of pedals and, you know, making room for new things and whatnot, I... Uh, Yes, he is the Velcro spokesperson. I, yeah, I did order new Velcro. I I did have to do that, uh, and I, I got it off of Amazon too because pedal trains is kind of expensive to do. So um, I uh, I ordered some on it, Amazon, but that's not what I did. I w- in my rearrangement, I got uh, one more that is now permanently in place. So whenever I find one, I'm like, look, this one's never leaving the board. At least in the near future, for my especially for my gigging uh, purposes. Uh, I broke out the uh, three monkeys solderless uh, cables, nice. which are flipping awesome. Just absolutely killer product. Yeah, I remember when
2: we talked to those guys about? Yeah,
0: that. yeah. And uh, I had a little bit. I I, I thought that I used the power too, it all. or did you just use the audio? I, um, I just used the audio because um the power I had daisy chained um within my OneSpot Pro. Ah. So uh, in order for me to get seven pedals on. I had to do that. So anyhow, uh, the CS six, the one that goes underneath the, the pedal board. So that's what I did. And that's always fun. I love doing the tinkering business and junk and it's good stuff. Because I don't have a business where I do the tinkering and stuff. So all, all you guys who do the tinkering and stuff for your work, you're like... Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to change that from Pit Guardian child. To, to tinkering and stuff. Tinkering and stuff. Tinkering and stuff, yeah. So anyhow, that's my little guitar week so far. Yeah. Oh, man, you know what time it is? One, two, one, two, three,
1: four on the floor. All right, so number one is a pedal out of Canada. Uh, it's the Diamond Compressor. Um, it is not a super squishy compressor, but it's one of those always-on tone enhancers that is perfect. Um, it's got three knobs. One's compression, which I generally don't touch. I have it maybe 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Then it's got an EQ, which can be totally flat or can really drastically change the EQ on your guitar, which is great if you want to be a little brighter or a little muddier. And then the third knob is a volume, and it has got a, it's, can cut or boost. So it's really good switching between like humbuckers, single coils, going from a guitar with really weak output to one Mm -hmm. with really strong output. Um, And you'll think it's doing nothing and then you'll turn it off and it makes you sad. It just, (laughs) it's got a, (laughs) I think part of it's just that it's it's, when it's on, it acts as a buffer. So you have it at the front of your chain and it just, it gets all the high end content from your pickups and it just makes you sound better. So that's never going anywhere.
0: Now, do you use that um, for live purposes or for just in just playing at home?
1: Time. Yeah, both. So I it's on my DeLuzzi. gigging board. Um, I also have it because my personal pedal board here usually has about 12 pedals on it. Uh, you Jealous. need something buffered at the front. Uh, um, so I, I have it on all the time, just right at the front.
0: Hmm, interesting. Interesting. I, I still haven't been able to commit to a compressor on on mine. Um, for some reason, I know I might be wrong, and I've, we've we've talked about compressors a lot. Uh, had a whole show on compression, <laughs> um, but the I've I've just found that when I get to it, like especially if I show up at you know at a gig, I don't have like a tech or anything like that. So every room is different, and fiddling around with that, I just I'm like you know what I just turn it off and then now I don't even use one anymore but I not because I don't want to it's just because I don't want to mess up the tone that I know I'm gonna have without messing it up does that make sense yeah totally
1: I and and I have the compression set very low on it I don't I I'm not huge on compression, but mm-hmm. this is a different sort of compressor. Right. I don't know if it's it's something about the circuit. It just sounds great. Awesome. Um. Yeah. That's cool. I don't think I've heard of that brand. Tony, are you familiar with it? That no, that's
2: one I haven't heard of.
1: You. Oh, were, is it Diamond makes some really good stuff. Um. They're in just outside Halifax, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. They just released. You'd probably if you knew anything, it would be their Memory Lane Delay. Oh yeah, um, I've heard of that. Yeah, and they just re-released this year at Nam. They had a prototype for their Memory Lane Junior Deluxe, I think. I might have messed that up. Uh, but it's their Memory Lane is totally analog, and then their Memory Lane Junior is digital, mm-hmm. but it sounds killer for a digital delay.
0: Wow, okay. I yeah. have to look into them a little bit more, and Diamond, if you're listening, give us a holler. Uh, Tony, you were going to say something about compression real quick.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, <sighs> In a live situation, and even in studio too, I think it's it's a, a moderate amount of compression can go a long way. Oh yeah, um, I have um, a couple of compressors that I use, especially with Rickenbackers. is um, is a Jangle Box, and now the Jangle Box, I, I you know, you can go pretty heavy on the compression, um, but I, I tend to you know, yeah, you know, it's probably fifty percent or less or whatever. And all that really does is it helps, if you're hitting the strings a little
3: lighter, it brings them up the volume. If you hit something really? too loud, it squishes it a little bit. I always okay. thought it was more of a, you know, if it's too loud, it just kind of harnesses the peak. Well,
2: that would be a limiter.
3: Peak. That would be a limiter, which is a different type of pedal.
0: Mm.
2: But it does a, it's half a compressor.
0: I need a limiter because I rock it so hard. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, anyways, number two. Go.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh number two uh, is a pedal I've actually never owned, but I've built a couple of clones of for me and some friends. So apologies to Mike at Analog Man, but the King of Tone uh overdrive. And the reason I chose the King of Tone is that it's A, a killer overdrive, B two overdrives in one pedal because it's got two foot switches and see it's also a distortion and a boost um so i really was thinking about what four pedals could i make as my complete board and the king of tone is probably the most versatile uh overdrive i've played in a single box it's based on i believe the uh blues the uh, marshall Bluesbreaker, mm-hmm. uh, um and it or blues driver i guess no that would be boss Anyway, whatever it's based off, it's a, a pretty heavily modified version, I believe, and it just sounds killer with every guitar I've put through it.
0: Wow. Wow. That's cool. Now, this is... Uh, I want to make sure I got this right. Uh, this is an actual King of Tone, or
1: a... You, I would it, take an actual one if I could, but I don't have one. You, so,
0: you, so you, okay. Yeah, Where that's, do, what, that's are, what I thought they, I heard. You said it was a DIY, DIY version of are it, Are they right? available? Or are they? They're really rare. Expensive. Yeah, you can get
1: them. Um, there's a wait list. They're pretty expensive, but honestly, based on the build quality, I've had a couple of their other pedals, uh, and the sound totally worth the cost. Um, they're built like tanks, and they have really good. Uh, three hundred Got a good something? reputation. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you'd probably be in the three to four high three hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, one of those pedals that
0: is always very highly coveted and. Sought after for sure. Excellent. What do you, what is your favorite guitar to play out of that?
1: Uh, My favorite guitar to play into that would be. uh, Into that. Yeah, rather. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work well when you go into the output. All right.
3: Uh, (laughs) Is the guitar the pedal or?
1: All right. My, still my very first guitar is a heavily modified uh, made in Mexican Strat, probably around 2000. And I got pretty lucky with the neck. Uh, it's plays well and it's it it's uh it's held up. Uh, literally everything else on it's been replaced. Uh, but it sounds it just is the sound that I hear. That mm-hmm. on the neck pickup is is how I like to play. W- what color is it? It is I believe it's called Lake Placid Blue. It's like a oh, kind yeah, of okay. metallic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: nice. And Good it's fun.
1: got it's got that early two thousands Mexican finish so thick on there that you're never gonna. You're never gonna wear down to the paint. <laughs> right?
2: Some would think that would be a downside.
1: Yes, <laughs> I
0: would agree. <laughs> well, I like uh, Lake Placid blue, though. So, yeah, yeah, we're right on. What you got for number three?
1: Number three, I'm going to go with another Canadian brand, and I already mentioned it, but the Empress Ecosystem. Mm. Uh, this is their delay that I think they released last year at Nam, and it is just super versatile it's got uh, I think 15 different modes and then each mode has maybe 2 or 3 4 sub modes uh, so easily 30 to 40 delay engines
3: it's basically and an two.
1: effects processor that you have on your four on yeah. the floor it, but it's small it's uh, uh-huh. it's about the size of uh, an extra wide pedal with another 50% so it it's smaller than a Strymon thing mhm Mm -hmm. Uh, what I like most about it is, is it's got the two delay engines, so you can run one into another, you can run them series or parallel, and you can run one to the left output and one to the right output. Oh, interesting. Plus it's got delay, some modulation and reverb. It's yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure people have delays they like more, but in terms of being able to get all these different types of sounds, like it's got a, a DMM mode and it's got, um, you know, old tape and then tape that's extra old and then old tape with pristine tape. It's, it's kind of crazy.
2: <laughs> Disintegrating tape. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'm always curious to know, like, I guess from a pedal pedal, one of these days I'm going to say pedal builder the first time and not say pedder builder, pedder builder. <laughs> uh, I swear every time I say that, that's what I say. Pedder builder. Pedder builder. <laughs> Ermerger. um, <laughs> <laughs> from from your perspective as a I give you a yeah from your perspective as a p- pedal builder
2: <laughs> <woo-hoo-> <laughs> look
0: gurdy uh if i say look here is an echo, echo. an echo pedal, pedal or if i pedal. say oh look here is a delay pedal, pedal.
2: Pedal. Pedal.
0: pedal where are you drawing the distinction
1: that's a good question i'd say echo in my mind, has one repeat, uh, and it's generally going to be a fast repeat. Whereas delay would have more than one repeat, potentially oscillation. I would think that an echo pedal wouldn't have tap tempo almost ever, mm-hmm. whereas a delay pedal would probably have tap tempo or at least control over time. Um, yeah, some know. of these That's echo pedals question. really are.
0: If you if you took the word echo off and you had it side by side. I'd yeah, be like, Oh, this is just a really versatile delay, delay pedal or yeah, you know, or true. vice versa. you know?
1: And I think I mean, if you look at something like the the pedals based off the Plex, mm-hmm. that might be part of the <laughs> the the root of the problem right there is that we've got, yeah, a system that wasn't an ecosystem was maybe more of a delay. Uh, righty, number four. okay, uh this is a pedal that I've bought two or three times. Uh, and I keep getting rid of it for some reason. It's the Earthquaker Devices Zap Machine. Oh, and it was a limited run that they then re-released, and then I think it's done for good. Um, but it's uh, it's like a dual overdrive, but you can only it's one overdrive with two functions. So it's got two foot switches, and it's I believe two transistors, uh, germanium, and then on the low gain side, it's like really overdrivey but kind of chewy and uh almost like a fuzz Mm. and then on the higher gain side it's really grind like it's like a distorted fuzz it's not quite a fuzz and it's not really a distortion it's kind of somewhere in between
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh but it's super fun you put it through like a an ac like a vox style amp and Mm -hmm. it just is so chewy and it sounds great
0: i love that description although my seo hates it (laughs) (laughs) so you wouldn't have the
3: tone
1: king and this thing on at the same time then uh, you could, it, it, it takes uh, if you had the King of Tone in boost mode yeah, King of Tone, into this, sorry. you could get pretty cool. I don't yeah, think yeah. every time I've put something pretty already, like something with a lot of gain already into the Zab machine, it, it just kind of, uh, maxes out. Right. Um, it hasn't been great, but if you hit it with a, like a low boost, yeah, you could definitely accentuate different frequencies or you could get it to get a little bit higher gain. And when I say gain, I mean, distortion, not volume. I got you. What,
0: uh, what made you buy it a couple times?
1: Uh, first time was the artwork. And, <laughs> and one demo video by Mike Hermans. Uh, and that was when I was like really into flipping pedals. Uh, and I bought it. I really liked it. And then there was a couple other pedals I wanted to trade for. So I got rid of it. And I missed it immediately. So I bought it again. And then I think that was right about the time when we started to really up our production here at southampton Mm -hmm. um so i started getting rid of some of my collection to fund the company and also because i was finding i was building more stuff that i liked playing and i just wasn't using as much of the collection i have but if i was putting together a board of four pedals i think i'd put it on there
0: Mm. now there are
1: correct me if i'm wrong are, are there two versions of this yeah the first version i think is a silver enclosure Mm -hmm. and i think it's just got one foot switch
0: yes it has one foot switch and it has two less knobs i believe yeah so So if you're out there sorry i was off mic uh if you're if you're out there looking for this you're gonna see two one is um looks like mint mint green and one is silver is that correct
1: yeah, the it's a, it's either a mint or a seafoam. Mm. Uh that's the version 2 and I think what they did is they took version 1, they added in another transistor biased it differently and then the second foot switch lets you switch between the original mode and this rebiased different transistor just to get kind of two different gain characteristics.
0: I just found a pedal I got to get.
1: <laughs> it's so good.
0: I love cuz uh, this is making okay for two, look two there's two reasons here. So I, I'm I get I got quiet because like I'm i I feel I feel the power. I He's feel feeling the feeling overclimped. Cause it has <clears throat> four lightning bolts. Oh and I love lightning <laughs> bolts. And it's got two two versions of some fuzz tastic chewiness, as you said. I'm really excited about it. I gotta get my hands on one of these. I'm gonna cry. If
1: you do get one a little pro tip, I actually set my high gain side lower and the mm. low gain side higher. Ooh. And you get this really cool with the high gain side you get a really cool rhythm tone that's like it's fuzz but it is articulate enough or or like has enough definition that you can play power chords or even some open chords with it. Right. And then the lower gain side actually does a really uh clear lead tone. Mm. Well, um, that's with almost cool. with a very good noise floor like almost nothing on the on the low gain side
0: that's cool you just kind of described um, the the, the fuzz that I've been using um, from nerd knuckle it, it it is fuzzy enough to remind you that this is not no original uh, game pedal uh, but it you can you can totally rip power chords on it articulately articulately. Just like I said it articulately <laughs> that's cool man oh I'm excited about that now I gotta find one uh, super fun board what kind
1: of what kind of board do you use by the way uh, right now I'm using uh, one kind of like custom wood board from a guy at maple rock pedal boards which is just outside I've heard of that. and he makes really cool stuff um, really nice looking like in a lacquered tweed finish mm-hmm um, and for trade shows, I'm using a temple board by Temple Audio out of, I believe, Saskatoon, mm-hmm. somewhere in Saskatchewan. Canada bringing it. Gee, many Christmas. And temple boards are killer because they're like, they're the lightest pedal board I've played. Um, and with the mounting plates, you know, taking our board to Nam. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, those pedals aren't
0: going anywhere. Exactly. Um, not so good if you are, um, Switching pedals in and out a lot, like me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and not. I can't imagine it's great if you want to try a pedal for a day and then sell it. Yeah, because it takes about I don't know twenty minutes, half an hour to get the residue off.
0: Yeah, back. Yeah, well, and there, there, all the positioning and getting the chords. I mean, if you have a pretty permanent feeling setup, like these are my pedals. This is the sound of the band. Then. How, then, then, then for sure, a, a temple board is an excellent way to go. Um, but man, there's so many great board builders out there right now. Um, we're talking to uh, talking to one or two that I like to try to get on the show, actually. So, anyways, anyways, let's get on with it. Thank you for your four on the floor, bud. Oh no problem. So uh, we have been playing around with these pedals that you so kindly sent out to us. And I've mentioned them several times on the show, um, and did a little video on it on Instagram. If you guys haven't seen that video, uh, and want to see some of the pedals we're talking about, check out our Instagram. Did a little, I, I like to do a little box opening thing, kind of fun. Uh, and we have in front of us the utility knife, the Ictinio, yes, there you go. Is that a blimp uh, or a submarine? It's a submarine. it's a subna blimp. There you go. <laughs>
3: Excellent. Uh,
0: and then, uh, we, then we have the uh, the, the fuzz. Um, the actually, uh, if you hold it sideways, it, it, it
2: looks kind of like a Dalek from
0: Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> okay <Sorry. laughs> uh, yeah anyway so we have boosted fuzz Exenio, and the utility knife so we're just going to talk about these real quick uh kind of go through them we've been referencing them a little bit but i'd like to hear your take on them and then i'd like to get into your sort of uh story where you've been how you got here and uh what's what's next for you um can you enlighten us on the uh utility knife
1: Yeah, so I am not a huge fan of modulation. Mm -hmm. I like it in small amounts, um, but when I started really collecting pedals, I was finding bigger and bigger modulation pedals with kind of way too many controls for my taste in modulation. Um, And I've been trying to get to a smaller board for gigging and just, you know, having a chorus pedal and a phaser and a this and this and this that I turn on for a couple songs. Um, Just wasn't really wasn't helping my setup at all. So we thought why don't we choose some popular modulation? We'll make the controls as dead simple as possible. So we'll just put on level, rate and depth. We've got tremolo, course, flange and phase. Um, We're going to develop them so they all sound good with the controls in at noon. Uh, if you want to tweak them, you can. But you could go to a, a gig with everything at noon, and you'd be good to go for modulation. So that was kind of the design philosophy there.
2: Yeah, um, and I, I really I like the simplicity of this one. Um, I think it's real easy to to dial in. Uh, you know, really good sounding. Uh, I, I think we we tried primarily with probably the trem and the chorus, but um, but uh, the other settings or the other choices were pretty good too, but yeah, uh, yeah, that I, it is, it's a nice clean, simple, easy to use pedal.
0: They're not, they're not extreme. Um, you, I think it's, it's safe to say that with either any of those individual, um, effects, you're not going to get the radical ends of those that you would in something that is dedicated to, to, uh, that
1: type of effect. Is that fair to say? No. Yeah, absolutely. And that's 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 what I, I kind of meant about the the giant modulation pedals. Like yeah. I I at one point had a phaser that I think had nine knobs on it, <laughs> and it, I mean it was crazy. It was so good, not right? Many more. <laughs> but oh, it was it was silly. So yeah, we kind of went. You know, there's a there's a bunch of companies out there doing really cool stuff with modulation right now. Mm-hmm. But there's not really anyone in the boutique space that's doing like a super pared down basic modulation that sounds really good. was yeah, that, that we could think of. So yeah, that was the, that was the design philosophy on that one.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, you're hard pressed to find five effects. It's five effects, right? Yeah. No, there's only four, four. Well, the other effect is awesomeness. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> the other one is a switch. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, it comes with this. It comes with a foot switch. Um, uh, although I, I mean, frankly, it, it, it could not come with a foot switch and you could leave it on and you'd be a Okay. Uh, but I, I was, I don't use a ton. I've tried to use modulation. I use it for fun. Okay. So I have, I have three mentalities of approaching pedals. I have me doing the show in which I'm like, gobble, 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 gobble up all the pedals. Let me try everything. I'm excited about it. I want to try everything. I have the, Hey, I just want to jam out and get, you know, interesting with the music, uh, just kind of playing for the sake of playing at home. And then I also have basically a gig board for different bands that I'm playing in. And invariably, the ones that I'm playing in don't allow for <laughs> just gobs of modulation uh, yet. Maybe someday I'll get there. But uh, I found that this was, this added just enough extra to it. I wouldn't typically use like I wouldn't turn on chorus and be like there's chorus and make it sound very chorusy for gigging. But I found that the chorus just a hair on, like you said, like where you you don't know that it's on, but you you something miss, something's missing if you turn it off. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's where I like to set that one. So that was really cool, and then I could pop it on. Uh, there's a there is one song that I, I'm doing that uh, runs a, a phaser, and so I was like, Dude, "This is sweet. I don't have to eat up two pedal spaces on a board for this. It's it's a really great
1: idea." Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, one thing I really found with the chorus is if you have it like you're saying, set really low. I played in a one guitar band for a while Mm -hmm. and using a chorus almost imperceptibly on made your sound just like so much more present Mm -hmm. uh, when you're the only guitar there to fill up that space. There was no keyboards either. So it was like I it was my job to fill up that that space and the chorus worked really well for that.
0: That's exactly what I'm using it for, man. I've got one guitar. It's me. Yeah, I was. That's my uh, apologies. I was, <laughs> That's uh,
2: unfortunate.
3: I was also a lone guitarist in a band setup I was in, and and I have a guitar that also plays uh, through uh, a a uh, amplifier. Yeah, you got the magnetic pickups, and then you have the uh, the other pickup. Isactives EMG
2: but, Active?
3: No, no, no. The the piezo Tesla. Oh yeah. Oh. So you so you have an acoustic going and electric at the same time,
0: yes, plus you know of course stereo <laughs> yeah you are you like the chorus you're I a fan know, of the chorus yeah. but it's but, but the kind of stuff you play it sounds real good you play a lot of leady kind of licky stuff you know
1: yeah.
0: I don't I play a lot of two by four over the head well, <laughs> when you when you're the only guitar player you're yeah you know you're um
3: leaning by on yourself, the bass play- you're you know. leaning on the bass player yes you know, to, to back you up i guess hopefully
0: not that back-to-back style thing like like poison or something like that right What? <laughs> no. all right um so anyways super solid bill i love the knobs on those two um i'm a fan of the knurled the knurled uh, jazz style knob Oh, let's see. So if you're looking for these and you haven't seen them before, um, the one that we were just talking about, the utility knife, literally has a utility knife on it. And uh, it's got four knobs, one that selects either flange, course, tremolo, or phaser, and three knobs at the top with top mount jacks. How's that? I sell it like a car salesman. Okay, what do we have next? Oh, I really, this is one that I'm geeking out on lately. This is the one with the blimp marine. Actinio.
1: That's right. Wait, what's the name from? Help me out with this. Okay, so it is a submarine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first I believe Spanish submarine, that's a drawing of it cool. and it was called the Ictinio. Interesting. So Ict is
0: so, is uh is a derivative of fish. I don't know if you, well, guys there know you go.
1: Yeah. I did not. Yeah. Wow,
0: thanks. Ichthus is uh, fish.
1: Eh. It's true. So this is uh this is our one clone pedal um and it's uh Company that was around, I think five to 10 years ago, they made a handful of these and they were called uh, the Submarine. And it was originally for bass guitarists. Oh. They took some pre orders and maybe had a hard time filling them. And then the company dissolved. Mm -hmm. And I think like a handful of them got out into the wild. And the co owner of Southampton Pedals is a bassist. And he said, We have to get one of these. We have to make it like there are people who have been trying to find this pedal. Mm-hmm. So we managed to track one down and we, uh, we traced the circuit and made a, a completely faithful recreation of it uh, because the design of the circuit's simple, but it it's so good at enhancing cer- certain frequencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, like the compressor I was talking about, this is one of those pedals you turn on, you twist the knobs a bunch of times and then you say, I don't even know what this is doing.
0: Yes, you turn it off. That's exactly and, what
1: happened. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, that that's what it's
0: doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, um, if you're not careful, it will r- pretty radically change your sound. Um, and, and I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I shouldn't say if you're not careful, but if you're looking to finesse the sound, um, really take the time to play away with it, uh, play away with it. Um,
3: sure.
0: you know, those words that I was using, um, <laughs> So this one has four toggles, which is super exciting. Two of which are minis, which is even more exciting. The itty bitty ones, not the regular size. We would call those micro toggles. Micro toggles, whatever, whatever. Um, I like those a lot. Uh, A volume, a body, and a tone. So just to kind of understand what this pedal's doing, can you walk us through uh, each of those switches to, to help us uh, better understand, because it is, if you're just looking at it, you can look at it and say, I don't know what this means.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, what you can start with is if you start with the knobs, volume's pretty explanatory, mm-hmm. self explanatory. Uh, we called them body and tone because. Originally, we are going to go with mids and highs, but they're really interactive um, and they depend on the position of the knobs. So, the two other knobs really do control your, your mid range and your high end levels,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it totally is dependent on where everything else is set
0: the body and the tone. There's
1: then, yeah. Yeah. So, then the first switch is an overall boost, and that's just says boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, the switch well, is sub that, two,
0: right? The, so yeah, the, the, so, the first oh, micro okay. switch on the top left.
1: Yeah, so you're looking actually um, at a slightly older art version. I we see. We just got new pedals in uh, maybe two months ago. Um, which oh, okay. Well, been well let's talk
0: about the one that we're, we'll pull it up on the website
1: here. Yeah. Okay, so what would have been called on the one you have anywhere where it says sub, we replaced with a dash. So that refers to the kind of stock settings or the switch is not in the circuit. So anywhere where your switch is set to sub or dash, it's basically not doing anything. Um Got if it. you okay. So it's literally a, like a hyphen, like a dash. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So okay. that switch is a boost mm-hmm. um which you probably noticed is very significant in terms of yes. level. Yes. Um you That's, can run this pedal into a power amp. Yeah, for sure. With that turned on. Yeah. You could run it into um,
0: nothing and it would boost it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty loud. We're thinking about doing a version where that's on a foot switch and has a separate volume control.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Um, but we, yeah, we'll yeah, we see where we get with that. Mm. Um, then there's a bass boost, which depending on what amp you were using, if you're running guitar, you may not have noticed any effect at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the like 100 hertz range. Okay. Okay um so it's really meant for because it was originally a bass pedal that really brings out the bottom end right if you're running it with something like a like a marshall you will get you'll definitely hear it if you're running it through something like my supro you almost can't hear it at all
0: interesting yeah i'm kind of running in the middle between those two so i did hear it uh it was noticeable but and and at first i think i had it on i was like ooh, because it, it immediately makes it sound like way beefier but oh, yeah. um that then I started messing around with the other things and it almost started to make it too scoopy. So I backed off that. If you have the older pedal, ladies and gentlemen, it would say ultra bass at the bottom, which is, can be a little bit scary. So you first, my first inclination was like, I don't want ultra bass, right? I don't know if it's ultra bass, but uh, play around with those. And then uh, bottom left.
1: Uh, bottom left, we've got the stock setting or a 250 hertz uh, boost or a 600 hertz cut, I believe. I'm right. Not looking That's at a, a radiant, three-way so toggle. To get the order. So yeah. the
0: first two are two-way toggles. This is a three-way toggle.
1: Yep. And so just a little bit more, uh, you know, playing with your frequency range there. And then the last toggle, which is my favorite, has the one kilohertz boost on it, mm-hmm. which is like the lead the perfect lead tone mm-hmm. or cutting through the mix tone or I just always leave it on. Right. Uh <laughs>
0: and then sub for that would be no boost at all. Correct. And then
1: you also have one that says uh 250 Hz dip. Right. So that's a cut at 250 which for guitar you'll it'll kind of thin out the bottom end a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's all it's a lot more noticeable on bass.
0: Okay. Uh um, what is if I wanted to look at I mean to, to a certain degree this is a very Uh, how do I say constructionist version of an, of a, of a parametric EQ?
1: Yeah. That's how I'm kind of looking at it.
0: It's like, it's not, uh, it's not as finite as a parametric EQ, but it definitely, it gives you a lot of options. So it's sort of, that's what I mean by constructionist. (laughs) I don't know how else to explain it. Tony, help me I out with this. Call
2: it deconstructed. De-con- okay, that, that's, fine. That's, that's, that's fine. Parametric EQ. That's totally. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. A deconstructed parametric EQ. If if one like if the guy on the microphone wanted to mit- turn this into sort of a a I, I guess a mid boost, how might what what do you think the best way to do that would be?
1: Yeah, I would, I'd put the one kilohertz boost on and then I'd dial up your body tone a little. Mm -hmm. I'd take your volume all the way down and turn the boost switch on and then very slowly turn the volume up. Okay, interesting. Um, All right. One thing I have to be really careful with these is I have to, when I ship them, make sure that the switches and knobs are in such a way that when you plug it in for the first time, you don't deafen everybody. Right, or blow
0: your, Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. So that's helpful. My settings are pretty close to what you just said, but there's a little bit of an adjustment that I can do that. I think I want to dial that in when I get home. So, all right. So that's a great pedal. I really enjoy that. And I, I, I notice when I turn it off, it just, it, it just doesn't have, it's like a multiplier. That's, that's the way I was trying to explain it. Actually, I, I think I explained that on the last episode. Uh, that this is, it like multiplies. Even. Yeah, I was, I did say that. Maybe you could call it the inchworm. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But anyways. Two plus um, two is four. Oh, four sh- plus four I is don't need, eight. Uh, That's from 19, what, 56? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah,
2: back when I was
0: <laughs> born. <laughs> anyways, I so I was trying to explain this. Uh, it It felt like a multiplier, which I likened to like a signal on top of a signal. It just makes it a little bit more or something. I don't know you, hey everybody, tell me what you think this is. <laughs> I'm, I'm digging a hole here, anyways, okay, uh, we're on with on one ore, okay, uh, next we have the boosted
1: fuzz, yeah, so I wanted to play around with a couple classic fuzz circuits and see if there was anything in there that I thought was um was interesting, and one thing I knew I wanted to do was have it be silicone based uh-huh. um just for the stability. Uh, the ability to daisy chain, and the ability to get like a consistent supply of transistors. Um, So I got some fairly low gain silicone transistors, which would have, you know, the lower gain you go in general, the more it'll sound like a vintage transistor. There's some things that will never be the same, but in general. And uh, I breadboarded up a classic fuzz face, I threw a range master in front of it and then I just started tweaking out parts until I got something uh, that I thought worked. And I, I put some dials in there to control different resistors in the circuit until I got something. Uh, my, my goal was I wanted to be able to do conventional fuzz sounds and then almost like the ZVEX uh, fuzz factory, mm-hmm. get into like the grittier or more boosted, hence the name, uh, fuzz face sounds. Yeah. Um, and what I really wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that why I put the treble booster in front of it originally was to make sure that my Strat or my Les Paul into this thing would work. Um, and what that knob ended up, this is the boost knob mm-hmm. uh, or the pre-knob, depending on the version you have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What this ended up acting like is almost like a, a base control mm-hmm. uh, as well as an overall gain control. So what we ended up with was... I mean, anybody who's built enough of these looking at it would say, well, that's a Rangemaster into a fuzz face with some modifications. And, that, and that's really what it is. Um, but it does the velcro we fuzz thing that I really like, um, kind of exactly how I was looking at it, to, like more consistently, um, repeatedly, and with different types of guitars. So
0: that was a great description. I am, I like the, I like range master type stuff. Um, so knowing that that was sort of a catalyst for this design is kind of cool Intel. Uh, Velcro up the wazoo, I might say. <laughs> when, when I'm like, I was like, whoa, holy moly. Yeah. Um, it was like, I, I, I turned the thing on and it, it definitely was like, <laughs> I had a little piece of Velcro right here. Tony told me to play with the Velcro, do a thing. <gasps> um, I was kind of using it alongside another fuzz and then I tried it with the rat. And when I put it uh, with the rat and just kind of tapped it, that sounded really cool. And it was, it, it definitely made an impact. With the bias, I think was it was all the way up. It's almost, I mean, it's noise.
1: So what what that bias knob does is it's controlling the voltage to the main transistor in the fuzz face. Right. So if it's at noon, that is kind of what a factory fuzz face would come like. Mm-hmm. If you go above noon, you're uh, biasing it hotter. Mm-hmm. So depending on your situation, like if you put it too hot, you're going to get radio interference. Or if you have all the knobs up, it's going to kind of just squeal or make noise. Right. Uh, but then you can use that bias if you go below noon, it's going to start really starving that transistor. And that's where you're going to get some really gated sounds. And it also makes it totally quiet. Like you I can play single coils on stage with that, with the bias low Mm -hmm. and it makes no noise unless you're putting something through it.
0: This is true. And to the point where I didn't, I like, I had to check to see if it was on because it, it, I mean, there's no, there's no, and I was playing, I I have play with the telecaster at home as well. And so I happened to be playing with the telecaster, which everybody knows has got a little juice to it just by itself if it's on. And uh I thought something was wrong with the pedal. I kept like <laughs> when I plugged it in <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm really good at this stuff. And so I was like, hey, this thing's not on. Is the bet is the jack not like what what happened? <laughs> <laughs> And then I, and then I was like, "No, it's already in." And well, let me let me see what happens. Then it. It. it's like, <sighs> and like "Plugged well. it directly into the wall." Socket. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, those are really really fun, uh, fun little pedals to play around with. I know that you have a couple other. You got a one called a fifth gear, a fifth gear overdrive, and uh, the imposter distortion, and then like two that you have sold out. So yeah what happens when you sell a pedal out? Are you just never making more or what's going on with that?
1: Can't get the parts or. Okay. So we made a decision pretty early on that we didn't want to do pre-orders. Mm. Um, so what we'll do is when we're out of inventory, we will just market a sold out until we're back in stock. Uh-huh. Um, all our dealers still have them. So we've tried to, we've put our dealers on our website. So if you want to get any of the pedals we're out of stock on, just contact them. Um, But usually out of stock just means we're waiting for enclosures to arrive and they're sitting in Canadian customs Uh and we will sit here. I gotcha. So the other two that were out of stock, one is the all things equal. Uh, And what that is, is a, it's always on, it's a buffer with two volume channels. Um, So the foot switch switches between your two channels. Uh, So Hmm. you can have one at unity and one at a slight boost and, what I use that for is, is for gigs with a Strat and a Les Paul. Uh-huh. I'll have one set up uh, for my Strat, one for the Les Paul, and what that does is it it makes sure that your gain staging stays consistent across your guitars. Um, and it's also got a built-in low gain overdrive. So if you want an always on, that sounds like
0: a rad pedal, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard one to sell. When you can't explain it to someone, but yeah. then when you do explain it to someone, they're like, "Oh, I get it, and I understand why I would need that."
0: Well, and uh, that's a very common setup. I mean, I in my band, I'm running, I'm running three different guitars. I'm running dual humbuckers, dual P90s, and uh, and then uh, uh, a telecustom custom uh, setup. So uh, something like that would be pretty nice. Do
1: you, does imagine. that one just
2: have a single out, or does it have a dual out? I can't tell from the photo.
1: It's just one out. Okay. All our pedals are one in one out. Yeah. Yeah. None of that's that stereo that, business. Well,
2: no, it's not so much <laughs> stereo, but if you were splitting your signal between two amplifiers,
1: yes, the buffer amp is yep. really works well. Yes. Which, yeah, is- we've talked about doing a, a larger version. Um, there's diminishing returns on how much you can charge for a buffer pedal. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: First, you have, as you said, you have to explain what it does. Yeah. Well, but the, yeah, but this is a boost. And and is this guy, that's got a lot going on in this pedal.
1: Yeah, keep keep your eye on that one. I can't say too much, but okay, eh, a month or two. All right, I'm looking at something on my workbench right now. Our eye will be kept or something. <laughs> um, I don't know.
2: My eye will be upon it.
0: Yeah, but definitely when you get ready to launch anything new, make sure you go in on the uh, on the Facebook group and 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 uh, let everybody know, man. Absolutely. But let us know first,
1: um, uh, and then our other. <laughs> Out of stock one is our newest pedal. It's the Indie Dream. So it is a pretty gritty, fuzzy overdrive on one half, and the other half is a digital reverb delay. Um, So you can run them individually or together. Um, And what we were kind of going for was like the stadium sound in a box. Um, Mm, Nice. Yeah. That
0: made me think of one of my favorite bands, Oasis. You know, like I could totally rock that. I would be very happy. Yeah. That and a Sheraton? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be happy.
3: Who's Oasis? Oh, I've got a Sheraton. Shut it.
0: Do you need a Sheraton? Because
3: I've got a Sheraton. What? Are you going to share it?
0: You have a Sheraton? Yeah. Where? At the shop. Are you going to share it? I have one, but I'll, I'll play yours too. All right. Mine's, Mine's gold and black. I want to check it out. Yeah. It's just okay.
3: natural and gold.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Enough about guitars. They're more sharing about, their share-tons. Um So uh, let's see here. That sounds really cool. So that's just, you're trying to build more of those right now. But if you want one, if you're listening and you're like, I, I got to have that indie dream, um, you can go to uh, one of
1: uh, one of the dealers here and get it, right? Yeah. And I think, I think all our dealers are on Reverb too. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, if you search them on reverb, you should be able to find any of our pedals and some of our old ones. Perfect.
0: Yeah. I definitely have seen the imposter around. Um, but that one is in stock. Uh, and then you have the fifth gear
1: overdrive. Yeah. So that is the very first pedal I built. Um, probably four years ago. It's been modified a bunch of times since then. It's still our best seller. It's, um, it's a single transistor overdrive. So it's a pretty—I hate to say—amp-like, but it really is. Um, it's not a bad thing. No, I know it's not a bad thing. It's just a—you <laughs> hear it everywhere. That and transparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, the the gain knob—the original v- version we made was just one knob, and it was the gain knob, um, and that was back when this was heavily inspired by the old electro distortion which there's a couple other companies doing versions of that right now. Um, and then we, we modified it. The heat knob actually biases the transistor, so it goes from kind of an overdrive sound that's really natural to a really fizzy, not fizzy, but kind of fuzzy, fizzy uh, sound. And then we put a volume on because it was getting out of hand. Uh, when you got the gain up and you added in the heat, it was it was kind of unusable. So we put a passive volume bleed on there as well um and yeah as i said that's still our best seller um all our pedals are designed to work really well on bass and that one in particular basses seem to be going crazy for that's cool. awesome and it's cool graphics too cool muscle car on a yeah our our graphics guy is he does a great job of taking my really bad um like ramblings and scribble designs and turning them into some pretty cool art nice and he's based. Uh, he's pretty close to you guys, I think. He's in uh, Cleveland. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not. Far. I believe. Yeah. Hello, hello, Cleveland. <laughs> uh, a lot of man. There's a
0: lot going on guitar wise in Ohio. I'll tell you that. A, everybody, it's it's amazing. Yes. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> Welcome to ohio.com, I guess. Plug, I don't know. <laughs> Slash guitars. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Seriously. Um, cool. Well, thanks for running through your pedals uh, for us. Uh, and more importantly, we, we'd like to know, how the heck did you get into all this mess?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And sometimes I don't really understand it. Um, I'd say 2014 is when we I first started building I had joined a local band and it was a cover band and we uh, we just started playing a ton of songs and it was like every week we'd add five or six new songs that we wanted to try and I was right in the middle of being very obsessed with pedals at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was probably, I don't know, I was buying two or three pedals a week. I'd play them for a couple of weeks and then I'd put them up on the forum and get two new pedals um, and eventually I was playing around with microcontrollers and electronics outside of music at that point, And I said, well, let's try building some pedals and lucky, lucky for me. The first one I tried worked. I plugged it in the first time and it worked. Cause if I hadn't, I think this whole thing wouldn't have happened. <laughs> wow. Um, so I started building clones for myself, uh, putting them on my board. And then after maybe a year, year and a half of building clones, I started tweaking the clones a little bit. And one of those clones I was tweaking turned out to be the fifth gear. Hmm. And I, at that point I was doing this method of graphics where you print out your graphics on printer paper mm-hmm. and then you put basically glue on your pedal. You squish the paper against it, let it dry and then wash off the paper and the, the toner transfers.
0: Right. It's sort of like a looked, modge podge kind of thing, except yeah. different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it, it just doesn't look very good and you have chunks of paper left in the finish. Yeah, Uh, And I really, I was liking this pedal a lot and I wanted to have a version for myself with graphics on it. Uh, But all the graphics people won't do it unless you order at least 10. So I thought, well, I'll order 10 and I'll see if I can sell some locally. And I did. And then somebody from a forum asked if they could get one. So I ordered 10 more and then I ordered, I think, 20 more. And then it was like, it just kind of built off that. Um. And then, of you know, eventually I had a couple other designs I liked, and now here we are with seven designs and uh, four more on the bench right now.
0: Wow, four more on the bench.
1: Yeah, we're working on some deluxe versions of some of our pedals, and then we're, we're thinking about some different other stuff. I always have something going on the bench, though, and that doesn't mean it's going to become anything that we actually want to sell, right? uh we had one a while back that it sounded pretty cool but i think it had 150 parts in it and it just there was no way that i wanted to get into that Given <laughs> that it's a hobby what are you mike trombley <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh oh, red mike, house it, effects mike, mike's an engineer as 8, well. So. parts minimum right But the, yeah you know, we say that in jest because he's a good man and hey, he absolutely. makes some pretty sweet stuff but uh anyways yes diversion so he, that all became an accident.
1: The great thing about building guitar pedals is that once you've put in the work at the at the front to kind of learn how they how they work, the money cost to start building them is really not all that high. Mm-hmm. You know, a guitar you have to buy some pretty expensive stuff to get mm-hmm. started. True. If you already have a soldering iron and you've already been building pedals for yourself, mm-hmm. you know you can get you can do a run of production pedals for. You know, an amount of money that if nobody wants to buy them, you're not in trouble.
0: Right. That's solid advice. That is. That's pretty sweet. Um, so you got you got. To, did you have much. Um, I guess electronics knowledge before that.
1: Uh, not really. I as I said, I'd would i done more on the programming side with microcontrollers and just playing around with with silly stuff around my house. Um, I did some electronics courses in university, but we didn't have all that much in our degree. So I knew the basics. I knew a lot more of the math than I knew the actual, uh, how to make circuits work.
0: So you fell into, so backing up a step from that, um, what got you into like just even wanting to play with pedals and guitars and junk?
1: Yeah. So my first, uh, my first amp was a PV rage, something awful. Um, it was real small and really quiet. Uh, and I had my strat and my PV and a Marshall Jackhammer, which is this kind of okay distortion pedal. And I love that thing. I got it for Christmas when I was in high school and my high school bands, like two albums, that thing was on all the time. Before the second album I think I got a a wah pedal that I used really inappropriately all the time.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> so was the PV Rage is that the block
1: lettering or the the or yeah. the PV's a black okay. Not, the, uh, yeah, not not the yeah. pointy PV. Right. No, this is like the Rage
2: 158 was that was
1: That's exactly what it was. <laughs> right, I yep. think I remember those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it I think years that ago? I th- Oh, it was bad. I think it was like I finally convinced my parents to buy me a guitar and as we're leaving the store, the guy probably said, Well, you're gonna need to plug that yeah. into something. <laughs> yep. said, uh, what's the cheapest thing you have?
3: Right. <laughs> well, we got these PVs over here. Yeah, they're the rage right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh, yeah.
1: I, I played gigs with that amp. Uh, I, I, right. it makes me it makes me unhappy to think about now. <laughs>
0: Dang. Well, that's funny you but had a you good story had fun, back man. there you had fun and oh, yeah. was
2: that
1: the strat that you that you, was that your first guitar you said or yeah yep yeah. yeah and it's uh i've had i don't know four or five guitars since then but it is always stuck around cool uh it's just a good plane and there's a guy out of hamilton which is about an hour from here that does hand wind pickups uh his name's j.s moore and he does killer vintage spec pickups not mm-hmm. to step on anyone's toes here
2: Oh my goodness! <laughs> his, I'm, Jared's
1: toes are all exposed. <laughs> he's been around for a while. I've seen his. Yeah. I've seen his stuff for a long time. So no, of course not. You're not so stepping on toes. He makes some very cool stuff, and I've got some of his uh, like vintage style Strat pickups in it, and it it just sounds awesome. Nice, awesome,
0: super cool, man. What uh, what kind of music were are you like playing these days? What are you into? Uh,
1: we were like. Back when we were gigging more, it was uh, classic rock or modern rock, or we started getting more into alternative, and I bought a a synth, and we tried to to go that route. Uh, These days, I'm doing more, you know, ambient stuff, but really, more than anything, I'm just turning on a bunch of pedals and seeing what kind of cool uh, sounds I can make in my basement before my wife says that I've woken up our kid. (laughs) (laughs) Nice
0: uh i have a uh guys fellows just you know jump in if you anytime if you like but uh i i did have another uh, a quick question what would you like to see happen in the world of pedals that you could either help you know maybe control or or that you'd like to have see changed that might affect the way that you're doing things anything come to mind
1: oh boy that's a good one um uh. I would say the biggest the biggest thing that I have liked to see and, and would like to see more of is these smaller, smaller companies who can make just like totally bonkers pedals mm-hmm. in small enough quantities that it doesn't matter to their bottom line, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't see a company like, let's say, Boss mm-hmm. or maybe even Earthquaker at this point making totally crazy pedals if there's not a place for them. Right. So like somebody right now is screaming, have you seen the data corruptor? It's right. crazy. <laughs> and it totally is. But it's also like, it's a very, uh, usable pedal for a lot of people. Right. There's some pedals out there that are, and you could say these are worse, but there's definitely pedals that have more unique designs, um, that can make just the craziest ambient noises, mm-hmm. which are a ton of fun. Um, But I like, I kind of like how the industry is getting to the point where you can make very small runs of pedals, Mm -hmm. and you can still make professional-looking pedals. You can make pedals with high-quality components and like well-built circuit boards. uh, But you don't need like a machine shop to make custom enclosures, and you don't need to have a contract for a hundred thousand of some part to be able to to do this. Um, So. What I see as a builder, and this doesn't really answer your question, but for the end to to get to the end product, there's a lot of services that go into that. So there's the people who make the enclosures and the people who make the knobs, um, and all those businesses are great. Um, but it would be it would be cool to see a little more uh, innovation in that space. So like uh-huh. being able to take these really cool ideas and put them into different enclosures or put them into something that looks totally different or has a different format um there's some companies who do like really cool woodwork uh enclosures yeah and you know, you have, to have right yeah yeah they have some really cool stuff or uh i think uh, it's copper sound has they're the ones that do the ones that look like guitars Uh, oh yeah yeah that was uh, that was our last interview well
0: actually it's going to be the the one that's going up live
1: in a couple. okay yeah yeah Yeah. so their their stuff looks super cool there's there's some people who are doing really cool stuff there but for the most part everyone's constrained by some limitations which is like you have to get a patch cable into this thing you have to get a power jack into it and everyone owns one of four styles of pedal boards
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so there's not the way I see it, there's not too much uh, wiggle room in terms of how you lay out a guitar effect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I don't really have an answer, but I think it is something that uh, could definitely... You, we might see some change in, but there's also... There's so many vintage effects right now mm-hmm. that people are going to want to own, and you're not going to change the format of them. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a great answer to your question, really. <laughs>
0: no, that that's that's helpful. I mean, no, I, I, I like hearing your perspective. Yeah, that... To
3: me, that that made a lot of sense actually, and and because uh, when I when I see all these boutique petals, there's, I mean, somebody opened up the pedal hydrant, and it's just and it's still <laughs> spitting out petals, like you know, it's like instant mud. I mean, there's so many petals.
0: It's <laughs> instant mud? It, it's is,
3: uh, <laughs> when you open a hydrant and it and it just and it starts to just flow out of the hydrant into the grass. It's instant mud. Okay, all of a sudden. All right. Anyway. And it's a good thing, is you know, the more the merrier. But uh, I I like uh, what you said about the enclosure and the, and the jack thing. You, you see a lot of the same enclosures and parts and whatnots on a lot of different pedals, but it's it's the innards and how they're designed is is to me that separates, um, you know, the men from the boys, I guess, the way they're designed, and uh, and the
0: artwork too. Well, that's something that I was going to actually hit on. I, I you know, when you brought up the um, um, the Zap machine, um, and you know, we're we're going to be having uh, uh, spoiler alert. We're going to have Champion Lecky on real soon, and um, you know, there's there's a couple uh, Matthew's effects is doing limited run artwork, and I, I I think like for me as a collector, I love the idea of getting limited run pedals because of their artwork if if i already like the actual effect whether it's hey we're gonna do we're gonna do you know 100 in speedboat sparkle you know or Mm -hmm. we're gonna do 100 by this particular with this particular artist or you know something like that i think there's a lot of room uh to do things in there and that you know you hear people talk about sort of the plateau of pedal building it's like there's only so many overdrives we can (laughs) we can make or fuzzes or whatever it is and and you know what everybody's going to come out with new ones and we're going to keep buying them that's cool but if for some reason you don't necessarily want to chase down the angle of i have to create a new circuit or i have to create something that's completely bonkers like just maybe experiment with the actual aesthetic of the pet of the pedal and, in in, in, in limited runs, like that makes it desirable too. And it is just my thought, my thinking, not for everybody, but whatever. That's what I would do if I was a pedal builder.
1: but I'm not. I, th- I think that in general, <laughs> pretty, pretty much uh, any of the smaller manufacturers who get big enough that, that they're well-known We'll start to do that. And you you see it where, like you said, with Matthews doing the hand-painted stuff, uh, it just makes sense. Um, You know, A, if somebody doesn't like how it, how your effect looks, but likes the way it sounds, you can release another variant of it without having to go through the design. You just put new art on it Mm -hmm. and you could get a whole new uh, set of customers. Yeah, And if you have like a really loyal customer base, you get people who buy it even if they already have the original version,
0: right? Exactly, exactly. My thoughts exactly. You just said them. Hey, man, this has been super duper fun listening to uh, your sort of background and figuring out where you where you came from and everything. I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. We're going to get on down with. Would you rather? Boom. Okay, I, I don't know
3: why I added that, sorry. This week's Would You Rather. Would you rather have a pedal board with four boutique pedals of your choice or would you rather have a multi-effects pedal board, a processor? And you have to invest the same amount of money. Okay.
2: From, from a portability standpoint, I guess, sometimes the all-in-one is pretty good. But my experience has been that you have maybe more options and uh, maybe a wider array of sounds from the individual pedals. Hmm. So I'm going to go with the individuals. Someone might argue that. Whoa.
0: Someone might. Who would that be? Individuals. Four individual. (laughs) No, the individuals. The individual boutique (laughs) pedals. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jared.
3: Most of my guitar playing days... I would have chosen the multi pedal. The or I'm sorry, the really? multi the multi effects processor. Yeah. Because of because of the utility part of it. However, because now that I'm in this this podcast in which I really 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 enjoy, I'm definitely going to go with the four boutique pedals. Okay. Especially because heck, if one breaks, you still have three more that work. If the multi effects unit breaks,
0: you're screwed. Y- you're screwed. Right? Okay interesting i'm kind of surprised by that i really thought you'd say no nah, the boutique pedals
1: is actually the better all right it's more reliable especially Amish. yeah so i'd probably just take my four on the floor to be honest <laughs> <laughs> <Capital> <laughs> idea. but i think that point is a really good one um yeah. i've gotten to gigs before where you have a pedal not work and you just take it off your board and you're fine. Yep. Uh, but if you show up and that one thing's not working, uh, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah. Um, the other, the other thing that always concerns me about those multi effects things is if you want to try something new, you can't just trade out your old fuzz pedal. I'm concerned about the long term value, and totally fair. I just don't know. Fifteen years from now how many of them are still going to work? I love pedals, man. Yeah. I'm going for pedals. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, what do you pick? And I, and, and I like, I, you know, I get into the aesthetic of them. I, I like, really. like unique. I like really? switches and I like, yeah, really? well, that's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Uh, we thank you so much for being on our little show here. We are greatly appreciative of your time and thank you for sharing all of your uh your thoughts and knowledge with the rest of the listeners here. Great looking pedals, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for Super. thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Tony, do we have a couple of folks to thank? Way back when I first started here at the
2: podcast. Yes. Settle in folks. I uh I was asked to do a little segment <laughs> concerning <laughs> Patreon sponsorships. Yes. And and I've I've enjoyed that, that time that I get to spend and speak heart to heart with the podcast listeners out there.
0: Yes. We're going to talk. I'm not giving you a raise. We're going to, we're going we're gonna- to, <laughs> how about a t-shirt? <laughs>
2: um, we're going to, we're going to mention a few people who we call our executive producers. Yes. But I, I don't think that we should forget all of the other troopers out there who maybe aren't at that level, but could be if they wanted to. Yeah. But we've got levels uh, that are really, really affordable. And it's just a nice way for people to uh, to show their support. Go on to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. That's right. And you, you'll get all the details you need there. We'd all like to personally thank our executive producers for the support of our podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, Pete Marshall, Derek Fitzer, Robin Smith, John Daly... Oliver Gonzalez, Sean S., Chris Kearney, John Anglin, Robert Marfleet, and Alex Leggett. So if you would like to become an executive producer, and Jared, I think what is the one number one benefit of being an executive producer? You get to
3: have your name. said <laughs> <laughs> you on are the you, thing. Are you
0: kidding uh, do I have to write this uh, on the wall You get somewhere? to have
3: your name read right on the thing. So if you would like to have your name
2: read on the thing, as Jared so poignantly I, I points out. I mean, maybe out, that's what you do. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and find out how.
0: That's right. And Hamish, hey, how can people get a hold of your quality gear?
1: Yeah, so we're at www.southamptonpedals.com. Uh, we're on Reverb, or you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.
0: Cool. And just for some clarification, it is, if you look at it, it's Southampton. There's no double H in there. It's not Southampton. So don't try to spell that out. Tony. Yes. How can people get a hold of you? Pickguardian.com, and
2: also through the various social media. Mm-hmm. Excellent.
3: Jared. Uh, You can get a hold of me for pickup questions, um, products, uh, pickup rewinds or repairs. I like the returns, right? (laughs) Thanks, Tony. (laughs) And uh, yes, I do have a return policy is as long as I'm alive, you will have your pickup repaired. Or repaired, fixed. Yeah, it's just guaranteed. Yep, for life yep <clears throat> Jared J R E D at brandonwound pickups.com is my email and um, dot pickups.com is the website yeah check it out
0: and hit him up he's got shirts too so get some of that action yeah. nice shirts hey everybody we'd like to remind you that at reverb.com you'll find a marketplace just for musicians all over the world you can buy sell make offers and negotiate with complete protection whether you're selling from home or if music gear is your day job, like Jared and Tony. Yay! There are millions of listings online already, and it's free to list yours too. Join the Musicians Marketplace at Reverb.com. All right, everybody. It's been great. Hamish, thank you for your time. We will talk to everyone later. Subscribe! Yeah! Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarnobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.